From Orange County, California, you are listening to Taking Flight with Captain Michael Rocket Blackstone. That almost sounds like a fake name. Maybe Marvel's next superhero? Might want to check into that. This is a different type of aviation podcast that is not hosted by a tech geek know-it-all or communist sympathizing wacko, no. Lucky for you, I am your host. With over 30 years and 30,000 hours of flying high-performance aircraft all over the world, 21 years at a major airline, and with over 25 years in the extremely challenging flying business, I hope to become your personal coach to get you started in your career in aviation as a pilot and to help you identify and survive this industry's many pitfalls and booby traps along the way. This podcast is my personal commitment to helping you succeed in making your dreams of flying for a living or as a hobby come true. We're trying to avoid that happening to your career because that's got to hurt. Welcome back. You are listening to Taking Flight with Captain Michael Rocket Blackstone, episode 17 tonight. I'm really excited to talk about this tonight. Uh, I actually was able to go up tonight in our Cirrus SR-22 aircraft on a beautiful clear evening over Southern California uh, to see the Christmas star uh, actually tonight. And it is its closest pass tonight uh, on December 21st, shortly after sunset. Um, I got up and I, you'll be able to take a look at the picture that we got of this thing. But basically, uh, what we were able to see out there tonight over the Pacific Ocean at from 5,500 feet up on a sparkling clear night is the, uh, the Christmas star, which is a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. And, uh, and it happens so rarely and at different times of the, of the day. A lot of times it may happen during the day when you can't really see it that well. Uh, but this particular situation is a kind of a unique one. And it's, uh, it's next to happen, I believe, like 400 years from now or something. So as you look on the, uh, on the Wikipedia, you can check it out. The Great Conjunction, it's on Wikipedia. It talks about uh, Jupiter and Saturn within a, uh, like a 1.3 degree, uh, arc minutes from each other. I believe it says, it says it's more than that, but literally when I was out there, they, they were really close to touching. So, um, it wasn't like a, a moon width apart from Los Angeles area in, in our, in our latitude here, they seemed very, very close. And now uh, you take a look at the photo we got of it tonight. It's tight. Um, uh, and it's basically what's happening when, when Jupiter overtakes Saturn. So if you imagine these two planets orbiting around the sun, and we're looking from our position on Earth, how, how interesting it is that, that, that all three of our planets are lining up the way they are so that they can appear to be uh, in perfect alignment. And what you're having happen is Jupiter passing inside of Saturn in in such a way that it's they're almost in perfect alignment, and uh, you'll see Saturn uh, at, at about the twelve o'clock to slightly like two o'clock position, like maybe one o'clock position off of 
uh, Jupiter, which is the brighter one, it's closer and brighter, and then the fainter Saturn is is at the like one o'clock position. You could see them; they're very close. And in the photo that I got, it, my eyeball could see it a slight space between the two, but in the photo, it, they they blend into one. So, uh, so from from the Cirrus tonight, an awesome evening. I, I managed to turn a a lesson in the Cirrus to go out and practice some some IFR approaches. And of course, I, I timed it so that I can go up and see this conjunction as well. Um, we're calling it the Christmas star because it's so close to Christmas time. Uh, just a few more days from now will be uh, will be Christmas. So uh, we try to Try to find some some greatness in our year 2020. It's been a, it's been a tough year for aviation. It's been a tough year for everyone. Um, we're looking forward to uh, some better better times in 2021. But the Cirrus gave me a gave me a big smile tonight. We got up there uh, in a, on a smooth, clear evening. The temperature was just right. The winds were calm, and uh, flew out of Long Beach and flew up to 5,500 feet, headed south. And what I did was uh, we loaded up, it went out IFR and loaded up a, an approach, the VOR Bravo approach to Catalina. Now, of course, it was dark and I, I didn't go all the way down and not supposed to land at Catalina after night, so I didn't do any of that. But I wanted to, to set up the IFR setup in the G1000. As I practice and get better with this airplane, the, the capability of a Cirrus with the G1000 is just incredible. So I, I'm getting dialed in on on what its capabilities are. And of course, I like to do it in VFR conditions. And tonight I wanted to see it after dark to 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 go see the, the, the conjunction of uh, Jupiter and, and Saturn. But I, I filed IFR, got up there, talked to SoCal Approach and headed out uh, off of Long Beach. The way the approach works is you take off on two six left, Climb to 800 feet, left-hand turn to 200 on the heading, switch to 2535 in, in SoCal Approach, and they give you a heading. Uh, we were filed to go to Seal Beach and then and then fly Victor 21 out, but she gave me a heading to uh, the southeast and intercept Victor 21, which is basically a line drawn between Seal Beach and uh, Santa Catalina S, uh, SXCVOR. And, and a climb up to 4,000 feet and headed south. And as I did that, I was able to really uh, pull the speed back and enjoy the, the view of the conjunction on the way out to one of the darkest spots in, in Los Angeles, out to the south of, of, of Los Angeles in the, uh, in the Cirrus. And enjoyed that whole view out there. As I, I had the, the whole approach set up, the autopilot was on, and, uh, and got to really watch this airplane do what it does and catch a few glimpses of the the conjunction along the way. What was interesting about the airplane when it when it and it headed over to do the Bravo VOR Bravo approach into Catalina, um, it, it flies over and it grabs a hold of the inbound course, and then it does a U turn, and it turns it turns a, a big right hand turn outbound to fly back over the the final approach fix. And then when it reaches that, it does a 45 degree left, like a procedure turn, and then a, and then a right uh, 180 back on in to intercept it. I did that in VFR conditions. I told the controller I just want to stop it at 3,400 feet. So we just flew back over the final approach fix, abandoned the approach shortly thereafter, and then turned back towards Powder intersection, which is out off of the coast of 
Palos Verdes, just to, just pretty close into LA, and orbited in that area so I could, again, just uh, take some pictures and just suck up the atmosphere, monitoring the the advisory frequency of uh, SoCal. I stayed with him, VFR conditions on 2535, listening to traffic. There really weren't very many people out there, believe it or not, during this type of a really cool celestial event, like like this uh, conjunction that we're, we're dealing with tonight. Um, I surprised to see how few people were out there flying at all uh, and, and certainly not orbiting and looking and checking stuff out. There were some planes going in and out of Long Beach and LA, but I didn't see any other VFR traffic at all to speak of. Maybe everybody's trying to catch up with it, watching it from, from their homes. And with, with all of the, the light pollution from LA, just looking upward to the Southwest of Los Angeles, you know, you might be able to catch a glimpse of it, but it wouldn't take much of a tree or a house or something to block your view. And uh, I didn't want to risk that. So what we did was we were able to jump up, jump in the plane and fly out over the darkest place we could find over the ocean and uh, enjoy a beautiful, beautiful celestial event with with the moonrise. And it was was just amazing out there. Uh, After a few minutes of enjoying that, uh, that beautiful silence and, and, and view of the, of the uh, planets out there to the Southwest loaded up into the flight plan, the ILS back into Long Beach, which is uh, really easy to do into uh, in the, the Garmin G1000. But I, I, I learned something tonight with this thing. So I, I set it up I put in, in the flight plan and put in, the runway three zero approach. Of course, I'm up at five thousand five hundred feet. So the first thing that the approach controller told me to do is is turn to the east and begin your descent, and you are cleared to sixteen hundred feet, which is the final approach fix, uh, the outer marker crossing altitude. So you know, pull the power back a little bit and uh, push the nose over and zoom down to you know, 2000 feet, shallowed it out down to 1600 feet. And then they turned me in close. So I was planning on a little farther because I was so high. I figured they would take me out a little farther, maybe out towards mids, but they turned me in close. We, we got down and they ended up turning me into gunny. So into runway three zero. So, uh, I extended off a gunny and I made a little error with it, with the way I set it up. So basically I did it the old school way, like I would do it the 530, which would be to, to extend off of, um, off of Gunny and just put the final approach course in. Well, what it needs to do, that was an error there. What it needs to do is you have to go back into the procedure page and hit vectors to final and then activate. Um, and that wipes out the flight plan ahead of that and allows this thing to draw a green line and extension so that the airplane can be heading selected to that green line. And when it captures the green line, it will it will then capture the LNAV, capture the vertical nav. And then if you hit approach on the autopilot, this thing will couple up and then begin its descent at 1,600 feet. You'll have the loke, you'll have the glide slope, and this thing will will auto-tune to 10.3 and 3.01. It does all of that if you go to procedure and if you go to 
vectors to final. I got to make sure you get those two procedure vectors and then hit activate execute. And the Garmin G1000 will take you in with an amazing coupled approach. With the Cirrus, the autopilot is 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 quite remarkable. As soon as I realized it wasn't really working out like that, I was, of course, visual looking outside and, and I tuned it in manually and clicked off the autopilot and do what I do, which would be just to fly it manually. I'm working really hard trying to get the automation of the G1000 to, to do what I wanted to do on the first attempt. Tonight was a little bit of a struggle with the, uh, with the local or the, uh, the, the, the ILS into Long Beach with 3.0, but the approach worked out great going into into uh, the practice approach over to Catalina, the amazing view of the of the great conjunction of, of Jupiter and Saturn was was really the, the the purpose of the mission. And I also learned to to press that that uh, procedure and vectors and activate execute. I'll I'll be working on that again next time. So uh, I just wanted to touch base with you guys. I know I've been busy and uh, haven't had a chance to get uh, get too much in into the the podcast this week. I apologize for that. I'll be working on that a little bit more. I'm I'm studying a lot. I got a lot of training uh, that I, I'm working on studying for the triple and uh, the triple seven, as well as uh, some some studying materials that the the airlines are having me do. So I've got a lot of studying going on and I'll be happy to to update you on those things as I get a little bit closer. But I did want to get you guys out there. If you have not seen this, this conjunction, it will be, they'll be separating. Tonight was the closest pass that, that we'll, we'll have in a really long time. This, this event happens about every 20 years and, but they just won't be as close as they are this year. So if you haven't seen this thing, get out there, get your binoculars. If you, if you don't have a telescope, um, your naked eye can see them. They're amazing. Find a dark spot. If you can get out to a desert spot, get out there and see this, this event. Um, they'll, they'll be starting to separate tomorrow, but it'd still be pretty amazing to see them. Uh, and now you'll know what you're looking at. The brighter one is the closer one, which is Jupiter and the farther one is Saturn. And they're, they're really, close together. And, and if you take a picture of them, you'll be able to see the two bright spots out there. They're, they're, they're planets. They look like stars. They're, they're illuminated. They're just picking up the reflection from the sun. So you catch it just after sunset. I, I was up there at the uh, the time of evening that I did it. I'll, I'll look at my logbook here. It was, uh, I stayed up for about an hour and a half, but the, uh, the time I took off was about 5 p.m., and uh, came back around 6.30 tonight on the 21st. Uh, check it again tomorrow evening, and, and you'll see that they're, they're separating, and they're moving fast, of course, so so don't wait too long. If you could catch it tonight or, you know, once you hear the, hear the podcast this evening, I'm going to pu- publish this thing right now. Uh, get out there and check it out. If you have any questions or you'd like to see me do anything else aviation-wise, you can always email me at takingflightwithrocket at gmail.com. And... As always, keep on flying, my friends. I will see you soon.